happy new year welcome to the first episode of girl we have to talk podcast for 2021 fingers crossed that it is better than 2020 i don't even feel like fucking saying that like i feel like i almost just jinxed it uh but welcome anyway this month of january jamie is out like exploring and like living her best life she's not really out and exploring still covid um but she is she's a little bit more of a tight schedule so she does not have the ability to really do recordings for january but she'll be back in february do not be alarmed the actual therapist will be in (laughs) but i will be here with some other friends for the month of january because i was thinking about it and i was like we could just start in february but i felt like a lot of people have free time right now that I'm friends with. And I was like, I can just get some of them to record with me um, while we miss Jamie. So it's going to be a fun couple of weeks. There's five Sundays in January. So we have five episodes coming for you. Um, Two of our usual questions that we have um, from listeners and Reddit. And then um, also we have three core episodes. And this is the first one. So in our first episode ever... I think two years ago, we had Nina on to talk to us. And again, Nina's like one of my oldest friends. We met in high school, reconnected, blah, 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 blah. And she is back. And today we're going to be talking about something that's really exciting. Um, Previous to this, Jamie and I decided that we thought this would be an awesome year to discuss transitions. So last year, we talked a lot about like friendship and um, like making friends and losing friends and repairing friendships. And then um, last episode that was recorded was an episode with me and Aaron and about like how we transitioned to not being friends. And then now like we're friends again. Um, and that's really great. We're going to have Aaron back on in February to talk about a friendship breakup that she is going through. Um, and I feel like it's going to be a great time to talk about all the transitions that we hope to have in 2021. We're going to have a new president. There's a vaccine. And so we're hoping that we can transition into, you know, a new normal that is better than the normal that we had in 2020, but hopefully better than the normal that we had previous years based on some of the things that we learned in last year. Um, So today, Nina and I are going to be talking about work transitions. Um, Mostly, though, we're going to be talking about our experiences working as African-American black women um, in corporate America. I think that it has been like really an interesting year for me with work. I think that I'm more, I hate to use the word woke, but I feel like I am more aware of things that go on that kind of have made me feel uncomfortable and I am gaining comfort in speaking out about those things. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but also just catch up with her and see how she's doing. So I think it'll be a great conversation. Hopefully you all can stick around and hear it. Um, Outside of that, any updates with me? I am doing great. Um, My New Year's resolution this year is to speak up more. I feel like people who listen to this probably think I'm pretty outspoken, but I do keep a lot to myself. I'm not necessarily the person who would tell you you did something that bothered me. I'd be more likely to just stop talking to you um, or quit the job or break up or move out of the apartment instead of talking to my landlord about something being wrong. I mean, I don't have an apartment, but these are just all like examples. Like I can be like very decisively passive. And so like I'm working on, even if it does mean that like the friendship has to end or like the work relationship has to end, I want to feel comfortable expressing how I'm feeling about things. And that's my goal for this year 
is to just speak up more and advocate for myself more. So hopefully you all are thinking about some goals for yourself. I'm going to be asking every guest that we have this month, like what their resolution is. And I think it's going to be a great conversation starter too, just to hear like what people want to do in 2021 um, based on a lot of their experiences from 2020. Um, so we're going to start off with that with Nina today. And other than that, I'm trying to think if there's anything new for me to catch up with you guys about. I don't think so. I think like the biggest page turner, obviously, of anyone who's been listening to this is that like Aaron and I are friends again. Um, and I think it could be surprising for a lot of people who know me because like it was like I think I felt very much like done and pissed off about the situation. And I don't want to say I was pissed off. I think I was really hurt um, by the situation. But it's really crazy because I feel like we had a conversation. We've had a few conversations and really were, were able to resolve um, what I thought to be issues. And I feel like I actually think it helped her as well because like there's we haven't had any conflicts we've only been friends for, again for two months so no conflicts but I definitely think that like there's one thing that happened like a couple weeks ago where she actually did reach out to me and she was like hey like this happened and it kind of did hurt my feelings a little bit and she'd never done that before through like our entire time of being friends she had never reached out to me to say like I had done something that actually like hurt her or that affected her in any way and I think that that was kind of part of the reason why I was like oh did we ever have a friendship like it seems like like how could I be feeling so vehemently about something and you felt like you you didn't say anything and so I feel like um me opening the door to say like hey this like sucked I think has in reverse like helped her to feel more open saying like hey what you did sucked um and also the fact that like I've been able to show up when she tells me that and say like oh my gosh I didn't realize that that would hurt your feelings so sorry like I will not do it again and then like showing the proof that I'm going to actually try to be a better friend so I feel like that's been huge for me and that's also like that situation with her has also led me to saying like I want to speak up more I want to advocate for myself more because I think it's going to help me a lot um so anyway that's it guys thank you for listening to my rant let's talk to Nina now talk to you soon how are you good how are you I'm good it's so nice and quiet by you I was literally just talking to myself uh, before I like before you joined me. I was like recording something to put on before this, and I was like, "Oh my god, I am such a fucking mouth breather. I need to work on it." Anyway, how are you? Not a mouth breather. Yes, like I take such you? deep breaths. Like <laughs> now, I'm thinking. Now I'm trying to think about. <laughs> I think you're a mouth breather. I am. Like I love to take like such a deep breath. Like every time I talk, I'm like. I'm like I don't know what the I, but also like I give myself anxiety because like sometimes I'm laying in bed and I feel like I can't take a deep breath and it makes me feel like I have COVID. So like, I oh my I'm god, like, I, I think know. I'm just, like anxious about it. I'm like, can I breathe? Am I able to take no, a deep breath that, right now? <laughs> okay, so let me tell you something funny. So yesterday, bef- while we were out like shoveling snow and snow blowing the driveway. I started coughing and Tony literally looked at me. He was like, is that a COVID cough or is that a oh, shit, it's cold out here cough? And I'm like, really? And then I had to think about it like, well, damn, wait a minute. How is was that cough? cough? Like, what kind of cough am I feeling like this is? I don't know. It's right. so bad. Like, how do I you to, feel? Right. Feel I was like, like, Google it. I was like, we should Google it because like my nose was runny, but it was like 12 degrees outside. Right. You're like, well, and- it is cold, but also... Right. 
I'm so paranoid now. I know. Who knows? Anyway, how are you? How are things going? Give us your life update since the last time you were here a year ago, two years ago. Oh my God, that was two years ago. Yeah. Um, So I still have the fifth baby. She is a tiny terror. Yeah, we have a happy you still have the three. You didn't get rid of her. Right. She's decided to stay with us. We decided to have her stick around for some more. Um, she is definitely the boss mm-hmm. of everything. Um, I'm back in school, so Yay. that's been fun. And I've been studying for a certification. That's been fun. Um, oh, man. I, maybe I'm going to take my stimulus money and do it. Do <laughs> that it. was such a random thought. No, but like, no I was like, Ooh. do it. And I'll tell you what, because me and Tony were talking a couple of days ago after you know he who shall not be named signed it mm-hmm. and I was like I'm gonna give me a second certification <laughs> I mean why not like it's like I was just thinking I was like I was thinking that I want to either get a certification or I want to get a Peloton I'm not going to get enough money to get a Peloton but I'm going to get like I think I can get like a cheap Peloton like a $200 right. Peloton I was gonna, right I was gonna say look on Amazon though when you can get something similar though yeah that's what I was looking at so I was like do I want to do that or do I want a certification it's so hard to decide but I mean, I do love cycling. I don't know. It's a real tough decision, you guys. I'm going to have to let you know what you I choose. Do I want a certification or do I want a fucking <laughs> indoor stationary bike? That's what we have learned from 2020. It's like, I don't know which one of these two things is more valuable. How right. am I going to be fucking stuck in the house? If I'm stuck here, then I think I want to get the stationary bike. And that's another thing that I was thinking, too. I'm like, okay, well, I should definitely get a second certification. But shoot, I'm probably going to be stuck in the house all year 2021. So what else can I do? What else do I need right now? <laughs> right. Like I have a punching bag. We have like the bench press and this other workout machine. I've never used it. Tony uses it. And I'm like, all right. We bought the fun movie projector and screen. Mm-hmm. So that was like our fun purchase in the bounce house. The bounce but, house sounds like the most fun. It is. But, I have, um. we have a, projector too but we use it in our bedroom because i like uh, our dog broke one of our tvs and i was gonna replace it but now we just use the projector you know what that's what someone else i know they do um in their basement so like Mm -hmm. in their playroom instead of having a tv in there because you know kids can you know move stuff around uh they have the projector like mounted to the ceiling and mm-hmm. the screen is one of those pull down screens. You remember like back I in grade love school, that. right? Yeah. The teacher could just pull down the screen. So maybe that's what I'll do next year. <laughs> maybe that's your tw- that's that could be your 2021 right. stimulus money have, goal. Right. I have the projector and I have like the regular screen that you just kind of hang up, but maybe I can like actually invest in one of those pull down screens. There you go. I mean, especially if you have more e-learning ahead of you, why not? Yeah, I'm pretty sure their school district is talking about, oh, we're going to come back January 20th. If, you know, Illinois' cases, if our region's cases are um, below whatever, right, the threshold that um, the governor said. But they've been increasing literally every week since they made that announcement and they still haven't you know sent out a follow-up email to be like you know in light of cases climbing scratch that so it's weird in my town's like facebook page 
people are like, yes, we're going back on the 20th. I'm getting these kids out of my house. And I'm just sitting here on Amazon ordering more pencils and notebooks. <laughs> I'm like, they like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. But, you know, if it does. Time will break, tell. Yeah. Time will tell. You will never know. Right. Depends on how sick of their children people are. The government officials might be sicker than, than we know. Right. <laughs> Please take these children away from us. Right. Um, we'll see. We will see. Hopefully you get, hopefully they go somewhere soon. So you can have a little <laughs> bit of a break. Um, okay, so are you, tell me, this would have been asking people for the beginning of the year, what is your 2021 New Year's resolution? Okay, so I think I'm weird. I don't have any resolutions. Nothing? No, there is, I I know most people say, I want to lose weight, or I want to travel more. said weight loss yet. Yeah, and for me, I think, because... It's weird because of how 2020 has been going. I started all my resolutions already. Okay. So I guess for 2021, I just want to keep pushing forward. That would be my resolution to keep pushing forward. I feel like that's a really good resolution though, because sometimes it's easy to like stop what you started, especially if you like go back to normal, you might be like, I don't have time. So I think that's a good resolution to be like, I want to keep going with what I started. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty simple, but yeah, I think cause, um, you know, in April due to the pandemic, basically my entire department was laid off. So, you know, I let myself cry for a week and then I started writing down, okay, what can I accomplish with this extra time? I tried not to view it so much as a negative, mm-hmm. but as a positive, because, you know, you know, me and my family and my life, I always have so much stuff going on constantly. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like, have you been able to enjoy any part of not working this year for well, not the whole year, but for some of it? Yeah, no, for some of it, I would say definitely. I think I've gotten more in tune with my husband, definitely. Because, you know, we've been able to spend more time together. I'm not up late at night trying to catch up on work or, or you know, anything with the kids. So I'm able to just kind of sit and talk with him even while he's working because, you know, he's been from home the entire year with no foresight of going back until... July they said now Mm -hmm. at first they said May now they said no no one back until July so um that's been good and I also think for myself I've gotten better in tune with like what I want or necessarily what I see for myself in life the kind of person I want to be so yeah I think I've I've gotten a lot of time quality time I would say in 2020 with just myself yeah I love that so one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today was actually work so I'm happy that you brought that up so what I was thinking so the topic of the podcast for this year is transitions so I think that a lot of things have transitioned this year so great time to talk about it and you're going to be looking for something new a new job or new path maybe so tell us a little bit about like what you think your next steps are going to be knowing that like you were a 
I was going to say a victim of, but yes, <laughs> a victim of like the pandemic. Right, right. Like, yeah. I, well, yeah. Yes. I was, I, I told, I said that the other day. I'm like, I'm a casualty. I feel like a casualty of war mm-hmm. um, because, you know, especially being in, you know, HR and recruitment, when you see job gaps, you're always like, hmm, why was this person out of work for so long? But I'm kind of thankful because at least I can say, oh, Corona. I was out of work due to Corona. So people won't, you know, look at me negatively, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, But I think I see for myself in 2021 in regards to my career is becoming more knowledgeable in my field and fingers crossed getting with a company that I feel I can develop more as an HR person. So what do you think you want to do in HR next? So I want to continue to stay in talent acquisition, um, Mm -hmm. but I know definitely, I think I want to branch off into tech recruitment as, you know, as opposed to education and um, family services recruitment. I think that there is a huge need for talent in tech Mm-hmm. And I, absolutely. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think that kind of picking the right person is really, really influential in the new technologies that we get. So that's definitely something I think I'm definitely going to move towards into the tech field, but stay in, you know, HR talent acquisition, but move over to tech. I love that. I feel like that is great because I think that there's a lot of need for people in tech. And I mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of need for more diversity in tech too. Absolutely. So I feel like that would be amazing. I was I, like thinking to myself today too. I was like, what do I like feel like I want to do? Like there's still like with HR, I feel like there's just so much to learn all the time. Yeah. That one of the things that you mentioned that that you want to do is like work at a place where you feel like you can truly be developed and I feel like that's such a thing for me too Mm -hmm. um I feel like I would love to work at a place because like example my job right now so there's a person like I swear to you I think sometimes my boss gives me the wrong information so like (laughs) she like like I asked her a question a couple weeks ago and like I'm not calling her out on this I'm just kind of like going along with the ride Mm -hmm. but like a couple of months ago I asked her I was like hey these people like are supposed to come back from FMLA like um from furlough but like one of them is saying like her doctor said she can't come back to work and she's like okay that's fine like just let them stay on furlough well turns out that the person actually needed to be put on FMLA because their doctor said that they can't come back I was just about to say when you said doctor I was like wait but why would they stay on furlough Right. So like, I was just like, okay, like, sure, whatever. Cause it was like, she was, she's my boss who's the chief human resources officer. So I was like, okay, cool. Like whatever you say. And honestly, like, I don't have a lot of experience on the op side of like FMLA, Mm -hmm. um, like leaves. I just don't do that in my current work. So like, I would love to learn more about that and become more grounded in that. Cause that's just like benefits, payroll, operation like leave stuff I never do any of that like I'm definitely more of like the people person Mm -hmm. like the face of HR like the person people ask questions to like I don't do any of the back end stuff um so like 
anyway, it turns out this person needed to do that. So they changed it. And now the person wants to come back. But, like, her boss doesn't have a job for her. So I'm just like, listen. I was like, you have to talk to the operations person. She called me today. And she's like, yeah, like, what should I do? And I was like, I was like, honestly, I have no idea. I was like, you need to talk to the operations person. Like, actually, I kind of do know what she should do. But I'm not even trying to get involved. But how does she not have a job for her? So she, because she, like, back. So, okay. First of all, when she left, she was full time. Mm-hmm. When she wanted her to come back, when she told her she couldn't come back because of the doctor, what she was offering her was a part time role because of COVID. It's a it's a healthcare facility, so we are not open full time. Right. Okay. So she was. So the thing is, she doesn't know if she needs to offer her like the hours that she had pre COVID, or if she needs to offer her the hours that she offered her when she told her she needed to take a leave. I. Mm-hmm. And not the specialist. So, so I was like, she, you need to talk to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, but since the lady was on FMLA, she needs to offer her the hours that she had pre-COVID. But because of COVID, we can offer you reduced hours right now and you can file for supplementary unemployment insurance. So, great. I'm like not telling her that. No, don't tell like, her that. To talk. No, don't tell her I was that. like, you need to talk to somebody else completely <laughs> because I was like, I don't even want to be involved in this situation anymore because it's actually not my job. So I was like, uh, there's a person who takes care of people on leave. I was like, you should call her. And she's like, well, like, I wanted to talk to you because like, we. T-. I was like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah. don't talk to me. Talk to the person whose job this is because like I do not want to get involved because the person whose job this is is also a petty betty. Oh, yeah. She so, like I'm just like I don't need to like yeah. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be involved in anything to do with Petty Betty stuff. Yeah. Like Petty Betty and you should talk about that. I'm like, if you need me. to terminate her, if you need to write her up or something like that, I'm your person, but no thank you. Yes. If you need me to do anything that has to do with me, great. Otherwise, like I this is not for me. I was like, you should call her. Bye. Good luck. And normally those see people you. are considered so whenever you see jobs for like payroll specialist or benefits mm-hmm. coordinator that's all under hr so that would, i yeah. would have immediately went to that person anyway because that's payroll and it's benefits it's, it's yes exactly so payroll for us is through accounting but yes you're right like the person who does benefits is the person who takes care of the leaves so i'm like i don't want to be involved i'm like yeah. i don't do anything with leaves i don't know bye go talk to her right. i was like i'm not trying to get involved in this like my boss doesn't know the answers so you need to talk to the person who's a specialist yeah. in this area which is not me um because i don't want to give you any more information based on like me asking somebody who also doesn't know the answer right. so I would love to go work someplace where somebody does know the answers and like it's helpful. And I feel like in HR, there's not that. It's kind of like either you're entry level, like you you're just in it, or you're senior. You you know Mm -hmm. you've been in it for 20 years, you know everything. But for everybody who's in the middle, there's nobody really helping us get to that senior level quicker. It's like you basically got to be in it 15, 20 years. And just learn as you go instead of like actual trainings. You know how when yes, you're a I new agree. employee somewhere and they give you like all these trainings and you're basically like in training for like 30 to 60 days. It's like mm-hmm. I noticed very quickly that it is not like that in HR. No, they're like, good luck with your life. Yeah. We hope maybe odds be ever in your favor. It's kind of like, okay, here, um, fix it. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, like, I actually am one of those people where like, I don't mind that. Like, I definitely think that I learn better by doing. Mm -hmm. My thing is like, 
I, that would have been like a great opportunity for me to ask you a question and you give me the right answer because then I would have learned. I mean, I yeah. have still learned from the fact right. that I um, but I'm just saying like that, like basically with HR, I feel like that's how you learn your job is like you at, like certain situations occur, mm-hmm. you either ask a question and somebody tells you the right answer or you get the wrong information, you fuck it up. And then, you know, right. next time it doesn't happen. Out, right. Yeah. Do, like that's basically situation. like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so like my struggle right now is that I'm just like, I, with HR in general, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm just kind of like. I know a lot, but I know so little. Like, I'm so mm-hmm. just, like, in this gray area, like, where I can answer a shit ton of questions about some stuff. And, like, my, I was talking to somebody in the car about, like, some workforce planning yesterday. And Mike was like, wow, like, you really know, like, what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, about workforce planning. Um, but, like, about leads? No. I don't know. Like, and honestly, I have a master's degree in HR, but, like, I still just, I don't do it at work. But so I was I just, just going to say, like, it's all so, I think what you do, what people in HR do know like off the bat is just what you said stuff that we do every day like you could yeah. ask me all day long about you know recruitment and career fairs and all that stuff but if you want to talk to me about how to counsel somebody I'm like okay well wait a minute and you know which laws I about to it. follow and <laughs> I'm like okay wait I gotta I gotta like reach back deep in the catalog and mm-hmm. try to remember what I learned yes and I feel like it's so difficult to like remember that part of it that you like you are not expected to know everything and like I feel like it's so hard for me to be like I don't like actually it's not hard for me to say I don't know everything but it's I feel like it's really detrimental to me when I make a mistake like every time I make a mistake I'm like okay well now I'm gonna get fired yeah. Which is like probably so not true, yeah. but like, in my brain, I'm just like, nope, that's it. Yeah. Oh my god! Remember when I called you? Uh, that one center hired somebody that no, they didn't hire them because they couldn't hire them through the system because I hadn't everything hadn't cleared yet. But they had them in the center working, and I called you like almost in tears. I'm like, well, I'm fired. They just got her working in the center. I I thought it was training, so I okayed it, you know, not not knowing that no, they actually had this person working. I was like, I'm gonna get fired. I was like, that's the end of my HR career. Right. That was fun. That was a fun job, but now it's over. Right. I was like, that was a great two months, but no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's just like that's how I always feel. And I think a lot of people feel that way, but it's like so detrimentally crazy. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm at the point now where Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do HR. I mean, I feel like HR is really challenging for me because I just, it's so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like, I feel like sometimes I'm just like, I just want to go and like be a director of TA. Cause I feel like I could just do that. Like, like I was thinking about Don the other day, Uh, guys, just so you know, we used to have the same job and there's a person at our old job named Don who's a director of TA. And I like think about Donna, like I was thinking about her yesterday because she shared something on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I was just like, I could do her job. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, I could do that job. Like I was literally like, in the car and I was like, oh, I could do that. Like, because like in retrospect, like when I was there, I felt like she was doing so much, but like now, like four years out of working there, I'm just like, oh no, no, no. Like I could do that. Like that's actually way easier than the shit that I'm doing yep. right now. Like unions and everything else. I'm like, nope, I could easily remember that. That's like mostly just managing situations is what she's doing. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's tough, but I feel and also I love TA because it has an ending. 
Like the thing yeah. with HRs is like never fucking end. Yeah. <laughs> like this lady on the FMLA, I'm like, this has been going on for like three months. It's just like things <laughs> happening. I'm like, can you just either come to work or not? Like I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Right. Like, I keep seeing your name. It's specifically your name. Right. Like why is this happening? And you know. And also, like, why are you now okay to work, like, when we're in a surge? I'm confused. Right. But anyway. I thought about going, um, looking to be, like, an HR generalist for my next role, like, an entry-level one, mm-hmm. just so I could kind of get a feel for everything in HR, like, each different yeah. facet. But then I was like, Iris seems really stressed out. I don't know if I could do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, like, I'm not even a generalist. I think being a generalist would be more stressful because if you're a generalist, so, like, I'm just, I like, my te- position is technically more senior than a generalist. It's an HRBP. Mm-hmm. But, like, a generalist is, like, you would usually be a generalist first and then an HRBP, but I just didn't, I wasn't ever a generalist, yeah. but that's because the HRBP is more so focused on like talent management, which I have a really strong, right. like yeah. I have a good background. A talent background. Okay. But like generalists do everything. Like I could never, like they do the leaves, they do payroll. Oh. Like it's a, you learn all the things. Like I don't do that stuff. Like the ops side of HR, BPs don't usually do that okay. stuff. Um, sometimes they do. It depends on like how they set it up. But, like, my job is more so to be, like, you could very easily do my job. You would be stressed because it's just a stressful job. But, like, you could easily do it. It's just, like, people job. Like, somebody's going to call you and say they have a problem. And then you're going to, like, try to figure out how to help And see, that's what I'm good at anyway. That's why Mm -hmm. I think HR is just such my strong suit. Yeah. I think, But I feel like the fact that you're so creative with the TA stuff, I think that's really good, too. Like, you're very much a creative person. Um, and I think that like that's like a huge seller for you. Did you know they asked um, okay. me? Okay, side side note, okay, they asked me for like all the stuff that I had created while I worked there. Like if I had it saved Wait. somewhere that they could access. Was this was this before or after you were? This was during. Out? Like they told us, but we were all still kind of working. Uh huh. And they were like, and they were like, hey, we want to take all right. Of and I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have any of that saved anymore. <laughs> Oh like even though I do no like I feel like that too like sometimes I can just be like so petty shut down I'm just like no I'm so sorry right. like, all that stuff I don't know what happened yeah like, it's like no I'm like luck. I don't save those things I'm like unless it's posted because remember I ran you know a lot of the mm-hmm. social media I'm like if it's posted grab it but as far as like edible copies no I'm sorry I don't so I don't have any of that no I mean, it's so stressful, yeah. but okay. I wanted to talk to you about this mm-hmm. too before we, I could talk to you forever, but I wanted to specifically talk to you about how do you feel 2020 has changed how you would go into work as a black woman? So like at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. like I recorded a little bit by myself when I discovered that I was a mouth breather, <laughs> I was talking about how like, I, I hate to say, I hate the word woke. But I feel like I'm a lot more awake, woke th- yeah. like now than I was previously. Like, not that I was ever just like, whatever. But like now, like, every, like, it, it's almost too much. Like, I almost feel like I, like, I, there's some, like, I feel sensory overloaded with the amount of, like, racist shit that I'm noticing to the point where I'm just like, can I even be around Oh, you reached anymore? that like, stage. Feel... All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I have, like, come to the point of, like, being overwhelmed where I'm like, can I even be around people anymore? Like, I, like, 
I'm just always just like waiting for something racist mm-hmm. to happen or like then something happens and I'm like, well, see, like that seems racist, but I don't want to call you racist. So then I'm thinking about it's just a lot. So anyway, yes, I've arrived at that stage of the game. And so I'm just wondering, since it sounds like you're already there, how do you feel like that's going to impact you in looking for a new role or like going into the workforce? Um, and even if you were feeling that way already, thinking about like everything that happened this year, I feel like 2020 was like, uh, like last year, I guess, by the time this comes out, was so like, it, it was, res- it was a thing that kept happening. I mean, this, the marches and the movements and the shootings, it, it happens all the time. But like this year, maybe because we all just had nothing else to do because we were at home, it felt a lot more impactful. So do you feel like that changed how you will look for work? Like, how do you, how do you feel like that's colored your future job outlook? Oh, Nina, hello? Oh, no. Sure, what happened? I'm so sorry. No, someone kept calling me and I kept declining the call because, you know, we were talking. Yeah, yeah. And then they left the voicemail this very last time. So when the voicemail kicked kicked over, it, it, it closed out everything on my phone. Um, and I was trying to go back into the last recording and it was like, it was no. like no, I'm so sorry. You're done. Um, did yeah. you hear my question at all? Uh. Do I feel like 2020 has made me think differently about how I would be in the office as a Black woman in 2021? Yeah. And then also just like with your job search, do you feel like that's going to be any different for you either too? Um, I don't feel like my job search is going to be any different. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm weird. I don't feel like. I would behave or realize anything differently in 2021 as a black woman, just because I've always peeped stuff mm-hmm. in the workplace as far as, you know, race and prejudice and bias and things like that. Um, I will say, I think in 2021, I'm gonna be a lot more vocal. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty vocal now. But I think I'm gonna be real vocal. I don't think that like I don't feel like I'm ever like directly vocal. Like I think that I can be like, hey, like this I, I think I've noticed things. I think I notice it a little bit more now, but I think I've noticed things more. But I mm-hmm. feel like I've never said anything. And like throughout the whole pandemic, I've been like worried about my jobs. I've been interviewing for places just in case something happens. Right. And, like, one right. of the questions I've started to ask people, which I never did before, is like, what are you all doing right now in regards to diversity, inclusion and equity? Like, what are you mm-hmm. actually doing? And that's not something that I asked before. Um, and I've noticed it kind of makes people uncomfortable, but like, I'm okay with that. Like, I feel like yeah. you do need to talk to me a little bit and even white people, like you should be asking, um, yeah. because I feel like diversity, inclusion, and equity doesn't necessarily just mean for Brown people. It, it means for yeah. everyone, like everyone needs this, like everyone should be concerned. Men should be concerned of all colors, yeah. because when you don't have that, it makes things like. I think it creates a toxic environment for men as well as yep. women, as well as people of color. So I think Absolutely. it's something everyone should be concerned about. Um, so it's not just like just that, but I feel like I'm more inclined to ask about it now. Cause I think it's really important. Is that a question that you have always asked or do you think that you're going to be so, asking? 
I've asked something similar. I would normally ask, so what does your diversity look like in management? Mm. Um, and then I'll follow up with like, okay, well, what does your diversity look like for any training programs you have? Because normally corporations, you know, they have their own in-house like schools. Mm -hmm. So I would always ask that. And even those two questions will throw people off like, oh, well, either they would have to say basically it was non-existent Mm -hmm. or I would get, well, we have a few which, you know, if I went with that job really turned out to, well, we have one or two. Right. So Yeah. I feel like that's definitely what I've been getting when I've been talking to people. Like that's literally been their answers. Like, well, we're not really doing anything or like we have Mm -hmm. something going on, but it's like, not a huge part of their business and so I think it's really exciting though because I have talked to a couple places where they have literally said like oh yeah it's a great question that you asked that like let me tell you all the things that we're doing and they have actually been very intentional and they have actual tangible goals um, about like what they're going to be doing so I do think there's space for that and I know that personally like I really am interested in places that are going to be doing that kind of work because I just don't think I can handle another couple of years with people who are just kind of <laughs> like uh, just racist like I think where I was now yeah. just like you guys I love like I want to love you but I feel like there's some issues happening here that we should talk about like but I don't mm-hmm. think you guys want to talk about it but you should because right. it's right. problematic we should probably have um, these discussions yeah, yeah like it's really problematic and like people keep bringing it up in like our co- company town halls and like they are very avoidant about it like they don't say anything they get almost like kind of offended so it, you know it's not been like that part of it has been a little bit uncomfortable but, you know that was kind of how it was at you know the old place mm-hmm. we had a lot of diverse you know language right in operations non-management level mm-hmm but you didn't see any of that in the management level, you know, senior management level, any of the decision making. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like as a woman and as a black woman, like as a black woman, a woman that is black, do you feel like things have been difficult for you or do you feel like it has presented oh, yeah. any like challenges that are different from what other people might have? Oh, yeah. I know um, just some personal experience. I've been called aggressive mm-hmm. and, I talk about that a lot yep I've been called aggressive or um not really a team player if I voiced a different opinion and you know to anything that we were doing and I would always point it out because it, we had a co-worker I mm-hmm. sent out a messaging you know about hey we're doing xyz and that's kind of illegal we cannot do that you guys and I was told that the tone of my email was you know very aggressive um kind of pointing the finger and just not in the spirit of our culture and I was told that by the people that I sent the email out to and what's so funny is I had sent that exact same email, forwarded to my coworker for her to send it out to her set of people that she needed to contact. And it was completely different. 
it was like the response that she got was different than what you got yeah the response she got was completely different it was like you were so assertive and straightforward you really got Mm -hmm. the point across you know I'm assuming she's not a black woman she is not a black woman at Mm -hmm. all and it was just you know it was kind of like they were almost praising her and I'm like it's the same email and when I brought it up in a team meeting that it was the exact same email you know and I'm like I kind of feel a kind of way because me and her are really no different besides one thing (laughs) that I can think about you know it it was quickly met with oh no 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 no, that's not it you just have a more difficult group or oh no 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 no. I think just you know the punctuation was kind of different you know you use a lot of explanation exclamation points so yeah I just feel like yeah and especially that organization like they seriously pride themselves on diversity and inclusion but it's crazy because it just doesn't really seem like that's a huge actual investment on their part but I feel like a lot of companies can say the same thing yeah um so yeah I feel like that's been really difficult but I do agree with you one of the things that I said my new year's resolution was going to be is to be more um uh, like what did I say I just said it it was about like advocating for myself more and speaking up more because like I do have pretty strong boundaries but mm-hmm. like I'm just the type of person where like if you're doing something who I don't that I don't like if you're a person uh, that's I'm, I'm friends with work situation like anything yeah. like that I'm more likely to just be like okay like you are not doing what I need you to do I now I just fucking hate you so, like, now we're not going to, like, I quit this job. Right, I'm not talking to you anymore. Right. Like, I'm just done. Right. Because um, I'm always just a person where I'm like, the only thing you can change in this world is yourself, which I do really still think is true. Mm-hmm. But what one of the things that I've learned is that, like, I need to do better about saying, like, letting people know that they have crossed a boundary with me rather than just being yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah. Because I do think I kind of hint that you have crossed a boundary, but, like, I don't ever actually say like, hi, I just want to let you know, like that was a little bit too much for me or like that made me, I won't say that. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just let it continue to happen until, you know, you're a bitch who's stuck in the devil's dick. Like it just gets <laughs> to those extreme. It just goes really extreme. It takes it really far. Um, so I just was like, I'm going to get better at actually just saying like in a work situation, like, Hey, um, you know, this did make me really uncomfortable and like seeing what will happen like when you provide that feedback Mm -hmm. in my current situation, I feel like there's been a lot of feedback provided, not necessarily from me, but from other people and I feel like the reaction is very negative Um, like the the leadership team is kind of like, nope, and so I'm kind of like taking, I'm like, okay, well listen, like I don't think I'm going to make a change here and like I don't feel like being uncomfortable Right. yeah, like I, but I do think that like I want to do a better job of like actually saying something, asking better questions, and just being a little bit more direct yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. Like one of the episodes, like I think it was the episode that you and I recorded, and I said I was like I felt like not about work, but just in general that a lot of people would be like, "You're so aggressive," mm-hmm. or like, um, "You're so sassy," and I'm just like, "Am I?" like right. I don't think that I'm very sassy and or aggressive so actually right and what's so funny is that it is white women who would call themselves a feminist that would tell a black woman that and I feel like it's difficult because I don't I don't 
feel like it is always easy for them to like receive us in the same way um like I know that sometimes like I have a lot of white friends obviously and I feel like even sometimes if I'm like having a conversation with them in general and like I just disagree Mm -hmm. um it's not even like I'm using exclamation points it's not even like we're talking it's like a text but like it almost seems like I'm really argumentative because I'm just like no no I don't agree like I really am a person where like I love like that's why I'm married to Mike I love a healthy debate like I'm not with it if you want to like fucking talk about it like I don't mind like I literally don't mind if you like it doesn't have to be nasty it can just be like I just like you know yeah. I don't know I just feel like that's like interesting like I feel like it's interesting to have a difference of opinion but I've noticed sometimes with some of my friends are just like well, I felt like you were like mad at me, or like I felt like you were yes. really touchy, and I'm like, I'm not going to really touch yes. it. I'm just like talking to you, and like now I'm concerned that like maybe I don't know how to talk yes. to you because uh, like I don't feel like you're understanding me. But it's it's hard. And I've run into and... that at work. I'm just like, well, what I would I'm looking at you and I'm smiling. Like this is, this is yeah. not a bad conversation. I just have a difference of opinion Mm -hmm. and it also just like makes me like I like I just do think sometimes that like like I was talking to Jamie and Heidi about this Mm -hmm. like not this they weren't doing this in particular but we were talking about how like the stereotypes that like women have and like how they were just like you know it's tough because if you're a really independent Mm -hmm. woman it almost makes you like not want to be married and I was like well actually I was like I love being married and I was like as a black woman I was like, I think that like, it's first of all, like really like the fact that like I'm married, you're married, AJ's married, uh, like my other, like Anaja, she's like a really serious partner and will yep. likely get married. Yeah. Um, the fact that out of those four people, two out of the four for one are like a hundred percent black couples. And the fact that like all of us are on the road to being married or married and like in a stable foundation is actually so um, surprising to most people. And unfortunately, according to statistics, it's also surprising that like we're married, yeah. and, like a lot of black women are not married. Yes. Um, so I was even just saying, I was like, well, I like being married. I was like, but I think that I am like one of the most independent people that I know. Like I'm very independent. Um, and it's really hard for me to ask for help. It's really difficult for me to like do those things. And I was like, but I think the difference is like white women, when you're seeking your independence, it's because your expectation is to be soft and beautiful and easy. Like my expectation as a black woman is that I'm aggressive, that I am loud and that I am independent already. So like, it's actually me like having to like, sometimes not even truly be myself because like me being independent is not the same as you being independent. Like you being independent is like, wow, look at her go. Yeah. Me being independent is a black bitch. Yes. <laughs> yep. Exactly what I, you know, and I was like, so for you, like they're constantly trying to like show that they're independent and show that they're like worthy of being there. And for me, I'm kind of constantly trying to like put a like cover over my shine mm-hmm. a little bit. Cause I don't want to freak you out. Yep. Like, but you know, because even if we're behaving the same way even if like you said we send the same email my email is sometimes received differently than your email right and and that's really unfortunate yep I was gonna say the same thing like some white women you know it was perceived that they would be soft and dependent but as a black woman it's perceived that I have to be strong and I you know I gotta show Mm -hmm. that I don't need no man and you know I can do the job of both, but that mm-hmm. all stems back to the transatlantic slave trade. But I won't get into that. But yes, well, we can have a whole nother. Yeah, episode that'd be a whole nother it. episode. 
but I do yeah but I just do like I always try to remind my friends too and I think they're really like most of them are very like open to hearing about it it is you know my experiences as black women are very different from the experience of being a white woman and I'm not saying it's better or worse I just feel like the expectations for me are different Mm -hmm. um you know like what we're striving for is like we all just want to be happy we all want to be seen as equal but like the road for me is different than the road for you even if we are doing a lot of the same things we have a lot of the same intentions it's just I'm not even trying to say that it's harder I'm just saying it is it's very different and like being so closely friendly being such close friends with white women has really shown me that like just like Mm -hmm. Uh, it's so different just like things that I'm just just like you know some things that have never like I've never had somebody come to me and be like oh my god you're gonna be such a soft little woman like no one has ever thought that of me and I'm like oh that's cute like I wonder what that would be like like and I'm sure that they would like to have you know they they think that they would probably like and maybe the same thing for me I think that I would like to be seen that way but I'm sure it'd be very annoying And I think for them, they feel like they would love to be seen as like fiercely independent, or, like don't need a man, but then like also like you don't really want to, um, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like we're like, if, even if I'm just upset, it's like, I like if I'm sad or like if I yeah. have like, if you did piss me off, maybe I do have day. an attitude. It, we, I yeah. feel like we literally, it's like you're really, you're right. I feel like we literally are not allowed to have bad days. Yeah. You are not allowed. And like for me at work, like I do have to be like people at my job will say they'll be like, sometimes if I'm having a bad day, I just think about like, what would Iris do? Because like you're so pleasant and always upbeat. And I'm just like, yeah, because I don't really feel like there's space for me to be in the other exactly. There is no space for me to voice any type of discomfort or displeasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It is literally just like one of those things where like I do truly feel like I have to be the beacon of happiness. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm not really sure that you would be able to understand different emotions coming from me because it's like seriously like me. I I do feel like if I'm like displeased with Mm -hmm. something or like I'm having a bad day or if I'm sad or like if you piss me off, like all of those things are read as aggressive versus like the variety of emotions that other people seem allowed to have like I don't feel like that's a thing I think usually people think of black women as either being like really happy like these like we're either fucking like the upbeat I'm trying to think of like a great example like we're all like either Meghan Markle and like Carrie like we're all like that or we're like aggressive Mm -hmm. angry women like you know it's like you're gonna be like happy or you're pissed and like it's even difficult to see lots of like representations of us on television that have a a variety of emotions or a variety of you know abilities to be different types of people like it's it's just kind of sometimes can be very limiting so no I completely agree it's it's definitely and it's exhausting I know it's exhausting Oh my god, I was just talking to Anaja and she literally this is what she said. She, we were talking and she was like, so like, um, I don't know how we got on this, but she was just like, I was like, Yeah, I need to find a new therapist. And she was like, Yeah, she's like, that's good. She's like, What are you like? I, I was like, Yeah, that's gonna be good because like I really want to find a new therapist and I just want to be like super honest with them because I was like, you know, I feel like I've covered a lot of the things mm-hmm. on the surface. Like I want to finish school, I want to have right. a job, I want to have friends, I want to buy a house, like I've covered all those things. And I worked through that a lot with my last therapist. And I was like, I just love to find somebody right now who I can just do like a deep dive. And she's like, well, what do you want to like deep dive with them about? And it was just like totally like 
like ge- like a general fucking question i literally like burst into tears and i was like i just want to talk about my trauma and like how yes. it was she asked me that and i was just like well like i just have so many feelings but i just don't feel like i could talk like i was just like literally immediately the she asked me that i was in tears like i was just like I just want to talk to somebody about, and then I was like, I just want to yep. be happy. Literally. Yep. I was like, I just, I just want to just yeah. be happy. Yep. It's nope. tough. It's it hard. is. It's really hard. <laughs> so, but I mean, I appreciate this conversation. I feel like it was so good. It got so deep on it. It did. It took a turn. Like so many it took a turn. I mean, that's what I'm going to name this. Like it's a surprise. <laughs> it was so good. Um, but I appreciate you coming on. I would love because you took that African history uh, class. Love yeah, to invite you know, you back on to yeah, talk about we'll that. That would actually be very interesting. About that. I have to, to tell you about how I told my professor that he should probably get a revision of this book or look to seek a new book <laughs> um, because some of the opinions written in that history book um, were inaccurate. Basically, it was inaccurate. Okay, I gotta hear more about this. I would love to talk about that because I feel like we can talk about that. And then, have you been watching? You probably haven't because I don't feel like this is like your thing. But are you watching the Bridgerton? Mm-mm. Okay, you what have to watch it, Nina. It's good. What is it? Oh, it's like it's on Netflix, and it's it's seriously just like a random love story. Like it's a book. Oh, wait, and it's like historical time. The, okay. The lady, the gossip high society lady is trying yes, to get the matchup. Yes. Okay, because I know about the book. Yes, okay. So it's like that. But I think the interesting thing about the show is that the book is all white people. But like the show is being run by Shondaland. So she has made it very like there's yeah. black people and there's, there's a black queen and there's a black duke and like there's, you know, white Viscounts and there's like an Asian woman. It's just like very oh, diverse for what it. we're yeah, used to seeing on TV but I feel like it would be interesting to talk about because I think that they do, it's not like Cinderella from Rodgers and Hammerstein where we're all just like yeah. looking at people and we're just like oh it doesn't matter there's actually a scene in the show where he says that because one of the Duke he says that because the king chose to marry a black woman and she became queen it changed how they were able to show up in that society. And so I feel like that would be an interesting conversation because like, what if that really had well, a Well, it did with um, Henry. No, it did. It, well, it, it did, but like, not, like, it didn't allow for more True. Black people to come into society. True. So what I'm saying is like, what if it happened to where like, yes, he married this Black woman, but then also with that became like more, like we did get some Black folks and some Black... Like, if that had have happened, like, would that have changed things? I just feel like that's an interesting thing. That is. That sounds like that would be a good book. Wasn't it? I said the only thing that I've watched yesterday, I watched the Betty White (laughs) documentary on Netflix. That was really, that was really cool. Um, And then I watched the ABC Truth and Lies about Tanya Harding. (laughs) You literally texted me, you were like, Tanya's a bitch. And I was like, wait. Oh my God. So, you know, Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, that's 1994. I was what? Five, I was nine. So, like, I Mm -hmm. remember it. I remember it was a big deal, but I, you know, I didn't follow the news stories. I was a kid. 
Right. Like, so yesterday, you know, I'm laid up and I'm just looking like, all right, what can I watch? And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, she was a real horrible person. Like her mother was horrible too. But she was really horrible. Like, it was there's a movie about it too that I think it has, I like, know, Emma no, Stone it's, in it. Um Margot Roby. I'm gonna watch it. It's called I it's Oh, called okay. I, I'm so okay. bad. I'm like, I think like, it has I'm, Emma Stone. Yes, I watch I watched it in the theater. Yeah, okay, because I'm gonna like watch it. I think it's on Amazon Prime now. I'm like, well, I just I gotta watch this. Yeah, and it shows you like her yeah, yeah it no. was good you Talk can watch Hardy. it she's we'll a horrible person she's she is the first carol baskin she is alive she can no, still she be a is the first Ooh, carol, carol baskin is that like wow. that's how much she pissed me off in the interview and then she was like slurring her words it was like i'm not sorry has- we both have great lives yeah Ooh. you gotta watch it it's on hulu it's abc truth and lies tanya hardy I am definitely going to check it out. Everybody else who's listening, you should yes. check it out too. <laughs> It'll be something we can all get behind. Tiny Harding, you're <laughs> a great human. <laughs> anyway, it was good talking Happy to you. New Happy year. New Year. Okay. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.